nobody there It seems I'm all alone again Does anybody care? This planet's empty I see no signs of life Please don't tell me that the human race did not survive There are no people in the future There are no people There are no people in the future No people at all There are no people in the future Where did all my people go? There are no people in the future Let me try my people call Hey everybody, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, it is a Monday, May 22nd, 2023. Welcome to Raging Chickens Out to Coop Live. And yes, it is a Monday morning edition of Out to Coop Live. Oof. This is Kevin Mahoney, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. And Out to Coop Live, we talk to progressives, activists, and troublemakers of all sorts, right from our own backyards and across the country. You can also join us at the end of the week for our Friday Politics Roundup, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics. You can get all our shows by subscribing to our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. You can support this show by becoming a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash rcpress. You can also help out the show by heading over to our YouTube channel if you're not there already. Smash that subscribe button, like the stream for this show, and hit that notification bell so you know every time that we go live. And I wonder if you're one of our awesome podcast listeners, give us that five-star review. Leave a comment. Let other people know why you like the show. It helps other people find the show. For more PA Progressive Talk, tune into the Rick Smith Show's live stream at 9 p.m. Eastern. You check them out on his YouTube channel, Twitter, Facebook, you know, wherever you get your streams. Just go over to the ricksmithshow.com if you've got any questions. That'll give you the latest across all his platforms. And you got to check out the Sisters of the Night Caucus podcast, the amazing PA women stirring the political cauldron behind this podcast. Rock the house! And they know where the bodies are buried. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at, at the Night Caucus. That's at the Night Caucus on Twitter. And subscribe to their podcasts on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. If you haven't heard, The Signal is a new podcast from the Bucks County Beacon. The Signal is hosted by the Beacon's editor-in-chief, Cyril Michaleko, and produced by yours truly. And matter of fact, that's why we're doing this morning show today. Because we're going to be uh, doing a Signal show uh, tonight. We're going to be recording it. It's going to be a good one this week, everybody. Anyways, The Signal is uh, will shine a light on the right-wing extremist currents streaming through Bucks County and beyond. Cyril invites guests who can provide insight, analysis, and organizing solutions so that we can steer the community toward calmer, saner, progressive roots. Head on over to buckscountybeacon.podbean.com or get your podcast, you know, get that podcast, get the signal, wherever you get your podcast. For all you gamers out there, the Game Inn is a Quakertown-based, black family-owned gaming store. They're friends of the show, and they've got everything for Retro N64s, the latest consoles, video games for all platforms, collectibles, action figures, Funko Pops, Walls of Funko Pops. And kids get discounts when they get A's in the report card. It's almost the end of the school year, everybody. Woof. Check them out on their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at, at The Game In. Got a question about a game, look for something hard to get. Shoot them a message or drop them an email at thegameinpa at gmail.com. And a shout out goes to Jonathan Mann who wrote our intro song, There Are No People in the Future. You can get all his great stuff on his YouTube page or follow him on Twitter at, at Song of Day Man. That's with two N's, at Song of Day Man on Twitter. 
And boy, is the school board year, school board elections heating up. And we cannot let Paul Martino, Moms for Liberty, and their oligarch friends buy our schools and push extremist politics in our community. Raging Chicken has teamed up with Levelfield to launch a truly community-rooted pact to invest in organizing, supporting local and statewide progressive candidates, and unmasking the toxic organizations injecting our communities with right-wing extremism. Putting small-dollar donations to work to beat back the power of big money, you get more information and drop your donation at ragingchicken.levelfield.net. And on this week's show, today's show, um, we're just kind of doing a little, kind of a little reflective kind of day. Uh, we're also going to be uh, bringing back something a little bit new. Good morning, Emily. Um, so we'll be talking a little bit about the Penridge School Board meeting last week. Um, a little, maybe a little bit about the PA primary, um, in particular as it relates to uh, what's happening in Bucks County Schools and uh, what it means for this year's election. And the Bucks County GOP, of course, is offering up more extremism, but the community is organizing to kick out the clowns and send the circus packing. Um, what I meant by try something a little, well, not well, it is different, um, but we haven't done it in a while, I should like to say. Uh, I'm going to open up the phones today, so to speak, um, that uh, if you are watching right now on YouTube, um, you will notice that there is a uh, link that I put into chat um, that will allow you to join the show through Riverside.fm. So um, that's kind of we do most of the recording when I'm, uh, you know, record guests, uh, record offline. And this kind of allows for um, a little back and forth. If you remember kind of last year, um, actually before we switched over to Riverside.fm, um, we were doing some call-in shows on Podbean. And it was kind of interesting. I mean, we did it on Podbean. We got a lot of folks um, I would get folks from kind of like across the country, right. Um, that would call in for all sorts of things. Right. Um, that was, that was kind of cool. And we did it as a, as a little bit of a separate show, um, than the interview show just to kind of see how that would work. Um, we switched over to Riverside. We did a little bit of that too, as well. And I've been toying with this idea for a bit, um, about, um, you know, I don't know if I would do it every Friday, but, um, to have that kind of call-in show, we got to hear more from people in the community um, where there's that interaction was built into, uh, you know, the kind of work that we're doing here at Raging Chicken. And, man, it's like the weird lighting stuff today. I don't know what the deal is with that. But anyways, so um, what I dropped in, you'll notice that I dropped into um, the chat today on YouTube is uh, – um, uh, an audience call in, right? And it's riverside.fm slash studio slash out hyphen decoup hyphen live, right? Doesn't very, not very helpful, but uh, it's, you know, it's only going to matter if you listen to live. Obviously, if you do this when, you know, you're watching the show afterwards, you won't be able to call in. Um, <clears throat> but if you, there's some things that are on your mind, because I'm really, you know, I've been thinking, here's why I was doing this today, right? So number one, it's a little bit of an off day show. Um, and when I do kind of off time or off day shows, if I, for some reason that makes me feel like I can experiment a little bit more with format, um, than, than normal. Um, but, um, I, I've been thinking a lot about what's been happening in our school boards and I keep on hearing from listeners 
about um, things that are popping up um, in school boards that we have not necessarily focused a whole lot on, but are, are nonetheless, it's the same thing. Um, so, for example, you may have seen this um, in the Southern Area School District, um, which is, you know, if you take Central Bucks, if, you know, I'm in Penridge, if we're, if take Central Bucks is to the east, Southern is a little bit, I guess, kind of southwest uh, from here. But in the Southern Area School District, there has been an active emerging campaign, right, to go after the teachers union, right? And that's not changing. And that's only going to ramp up, right? And we've also note we've also seen that there's been uh, the same kind of uh, extremist politics have been making their way into that school district. We also know in Telford, um, which again, right over by Souderton, right, kind of over by you know right next town over from Perkasie, kind of thing, um, that they had these attacks on the public libraries, right? There's an attempt to defund the public libraries and move that money into the police department, right? Um, but the bigger issue, it was I mean, the moving the money to the police department, that's, that's kind of, the, for my purposes right now, that is the secondary issue. The primary issue was the, the grounds by which they wanted to defund the public library was um, over the same kind of things that we see in the book banning in uh, Central Buck School District, right, in, in uh, Penridge School District and others. Right. Up in Palisades School District, right, now we have talked a little bit about Palisades, particularly during the last uh, round of school board elections. Um, but Palisades is seeing kind of like this creeping <laughs> craziness um, too as well. Um, uh, Megan Bannis Clemens was has recently spoke up there. Megan Bannis Clemens, of course, is uh, you know the uh, the Red Wizard from Thay herself uh, in Penridge, and um, she is not running again for um, Penridge School Board. Um, but you know she's spreading the good word, as it were, uh, apparently to other school districts. So there's that. The Kutztown Area School District, um, which, uh, you know, again, I don't have any kids in, and that's not in Bucks County, it's in Berks County. Uh, but in the, And I know I'm familiar with that, uh, primarily because I teach at the university there. And so my, you know, I have friends that, that live in the area and so on and start finding out what's going on there. Right, you remember we had Alan Gratz on the show. His book, Two Degrees, was being um, basically banned from the Kutztown Area School District. Um, I don't know if that's exactly the right wording. They, they were supposed to read his book for this kind of one school, one book program. Um, they were going to give out free copies to all the middle schoolers there. They're all going to read it together. And then he was coming to Kutztown for a uh, um, uh, children's literature conference, right, um, in April. And so they said, hey, this is great. We'll read the book, right? We'll talk about it and one thing. And then we'll actually get a chance to have an event with him, right? But because it dealt with climate change, right, Again, the extremist currents within that school district, um, again, said, no, we can't teach our kids about climate change unless you actually, you know, give equal time to the climate deniers, right, which is insane. So they just canceled the whole program, right? It was a grant-funded program and all this other stuff. We had Alan Gratz on the show um, talk about that. We also had Robin Underwood, who was uh, kind of one of the leaders of a, a kind of parent community group there called Coffee. Um, Kutztown organized... For fairness, uh, 
for education, for education equality, education equity. Uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm beating it. I'm, I'm not doing well with that. Um, but it, the organization is coffee. And they're kind of organizing, again, the same way that, say, parents and community members in Penridge, the parents and community members in Central Bucks um, are kind of organizing for there. The Kutztown Area School District also saw the influx of Paul Martino money, right? The $10,000 was dropped into that school board election during last the last round of elections, just like it was here in Penridge, just like it was over in Central Bucks, and some of the surrounding districts, too, as well, right? So we've also, you know, so all this stuff is kind of happening. And I thought that, you know, um, it might be useful, especially over the summer, to have these opportunities just to, you know, have, say, open conversation, um, open phones, as it were, where people could call in and talk about what's happening in their community. Um, now, I don't know how this is how the, this is going to work today, in part because, you know, I didn't let anybody know I was going to do this. So it's, you know, it's kind of, you know, we've got a few people uh, that have called in already or a few people who are kind of, you know, I know that are watching right now. Um, but so let me just give you just some kind of directions, as it were, right? Um, some instruction about how to do this. So in the chat, in the live YouTube chat right now, you will find a link um, and it says to call into the show. Now, one thing that you'll make sure that you need to do, you do um, before you would actually call in, um, through riverside.fm, you need to make sure that you turn the volume off on YouTube, right? Or I should say you could do that simultaneously, right? You could actually call into um, uh, Riverside, and then once you started hearing the show, Riverside makes sure you turn off the uh, silence, that, you know, um, or turn the speaker off or turn the volume off on your YouTube. Otherwise, we'll get an echo. And then um, it'll show up on my screen, right? It'll pop up on my screen that you're calling in. And, uh, and then, you know, I'd love to hear what you got to say. Um, let me know what's kind of going on. So in the meantime, we'll kind of get into a few things. I've got some sound to play um, and um, for what's going on. So I guess the, the place to start is with the last Penridge school board meeting, um, which is really what's been on my mind quite a bit. And I know it's been on the, uh, on the mind of a lot of folks who listen to the show. Um, there's, it was, it was, it was chaotic. Um, it was, uh, you know, more of the off the rails, you know, arguing, arguing going on, people cutting each other off. Um, there were parents who were getting up to speak um, and community members were getting up to speak and they were told that they couldn't speak or couldn't comment on certain things in particular, the contract with Vermilion education. Um, what was fascinating to me was that that the school district is employing a um, a lawyer, right, to attend these meetings, right, and they're paying this lawyer, <laughs> and so they basically handed over the meeting to the lawyer to regulate, um, and basically scrutinized every single person who came up to um, to speak for public comment, um, to and make sure that their comments were kind of appropriate for the agenda, right? There's a, there's a rule, right, as part of the public comment that there's these two public comment periods, right? The first public comment period is where people are speaking to items that are on the agenda, right? The second comment period is an open one, right, where people want to say other things. So the argument from uh, Megan Bannis-Clemens in particular Right and the lawyer, 
right, um, was that these comments, uh, the comments that were made um, by the first parent who got up to talk about Vermilion education, the problems with um, that contract, remember Vermilion education is a, uh, it's a for-profit company um, that is only four months old, maybe five months old now. Um, it was founded by Jordan Adams, who was a graduate of Hillsdale College, which is a basically a kind of right-wing Christian um, for-profit college in Michigan, right? Um, or I don't know if they're for-profit, technically for-profit. They're, you know, <clears throat> whatever. Um, but they, um, and, you know, they put together this curriculum, which is basically, you know, kind of Christian nationalism light, if you will, right? Um, and, you know, this kind of American exceptionalism, Christian nationalism kind of light curriculum that they're shopping around. Right, um, Hillsdale, that is, and it's a K through twelve curriculum. Vermilion Education is now basically consulting with school districts on how to revise their curriculum to make it more, you know, Christian nationalist, I guess. So, um, it was the contract to hire this guy was sprung on everybody. Um, it's hundred twenty five dollars an hour plus expenses with no cap on expenses. Um, and it was to rewrite the K through 12 social studies curriculum um, in the Penridge School District. Now, this is going to happen after this past December, right? The same school board reduced the social studies requirements from um, from four to three classes, right? So they reduced it by one, uh, which already caused you know pretty much an outrage. And then then teachers had to figure out how the heck are we going to do this now? And so they've been working on changing the curriculum and updating the curriculum to make sure that they can cover what they need to cover now in only three classes, right? So, so all that was kind of going on. And so, you know, a parent gets up to speak um, and, she's, and she's speaking to Vermilion Education. And one of the items that is on the agenda for that night is the budget, right? But she was shut down and she was told that she could not speak about it. Right. Um, even as people are like, well, wait a minute, this is about the budget. Right. Um, and this is uh, kind of germane to the budget. But they said no, because it was not explicitly on the agenda. Right. And there was this back and forth about, well, you know. You, you've just approved a contract with somebody that you're going to spend one hundred twenty five dollars an hour plus all expenses with an open ended contract with no cap. That's part of the budget, right? <laughs> I mean, and if it's not part of the, where's that money coming from, right? I mean, that's a legitimate question. So there may not have been an agenda item that was approving the Vermilion contract, but that's certainly a budgetary issue. But they were prevented to speaking about that. They were told they were not allowed. They had to wait to the second period. And it got to the point where, like, one, Megan Bannis Clemens and this lawyer threatened members of the community to have them forcibly removed from security. They actually called like uh, the Penridge area police or the Perkesy police. It was, it was Penridge area police to come there to potentially forcibly remove people from talking about Vermilion education. Right. It was, it was pretty remarkable. 
And then at one point, Megan Bennis Clemens, right? You had this, you know, David Rice, who's a Reese Rice, whatever, is uh, the chair of the boards ostensibly, but he does, you know, it's like a bump on the log, just doing nothing through the entire meeting, even though he's supposed to be the chair. And Megan Bennis Clemens is basically, the, you know, the vice president. She's basically running the meeting, right? And then she declares that there's going to be a recess, and she gets up and walks off stage, as do, you know, her cohorts, uh, Jordan Blomgren and... Um, I believe Ricky Chaikin walked off too as well, and then other members of the board stayed. Right? And so that, that, that was part of the context of that meeting, right? And parents were, and, and community members, were generally kind of upset is to, is to be fairly diplomatic about it, right? And... Um, I think frustrated it was is <laughs> it's an understatement because they recognize that they are that that board is not there's no way that the board is going to listen to what the community has to say. Right. Now having said that, there there there's disagreement on the board, but you also have to remember that the disagreement on the board um, is not necessarily over the content of the curriculum. Right. It's not necessarily, with the exception of Ron Wirtz, Ron, Ron Wirtz is that one, uh, I believe he's a Republican, right? But he's on that board. He ran with Megan Bannis Clemens and Jordan Blomgren and uh, Ricky Chaikin as part of the kind of uh, the last round of elections. Like parents over politics was their slogan, right? He ran on that with them, right? But he has since, since part ways. But the parting of ways is not necessarily, well, I, I don't want to talk specifically about Ron Wirtz, but the, 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 the disagreements generally on that board are not necessarily over whether or not you kind of are going to teach Christian, Christian nationalism, right? It had to do with the way in which that, you know, Jordan Blomgren, uh, David Reese, uh, Megan Bannis Clemens, um, uh, Ricky Chaikin, um, and I can't remember who the other, the, the fifth one is there, um, the way that they proceeded, right? Because basically that Vermillion contract was kind of brought up at the last minute um, that, that four of the five members of the board had no idea it was coming. They were being asked to, to vote on it, right? And Joan Cullen, as if you recall, Joan Cullen was the former chair of that board. Um, and she has been, you know, the primary author of the turn towards extremism on the Penridge School Board, right? So again, she and she was the first to say that she was the one who wanted the, the Hillsdale curriculum to come in first. But this is not the way to do it, right? Her concern and her objection was one being kind of shut out of the internal circus. Uh, yeah, well, circus is really what it is. Um, shut shut out of that communication and have it sprung upon her and so that she was basically sidelined in terms of like procedure. And she, I believe, rightfully brought up the fact that um, by passing a contract to hire somebody without public comment, without kind of um, the opportunity to review what the budgetary impact was gonna be with an open-ended um, contract that you have no idea how much is actually you're asking taxpayers to spend in order to support this contract, right? Joan Collins basically saying you you're opening up the district for lawsuits, right? And it was, 
right? And I'm sure that lawsuits are going to come now, right? So let's be clear. So there is not like this 5-4 division on the board is not an ideological division, right? The 5-4 division on the board has more to do with procedural and people who do not like each other, right? So let's be clear about that. No, Joan Cullen will not be there anymore, and neither will, will uh, um, um, uh, Megan Bannis Clemens, right? The, the kind of ringleader of the far right on the board, right? But what they also did at that meeting, right, is they also passed their bathroom bill, right? And again, there were objections to it, but again, the people who objected to it were not objecting to the content of it. They were, uh, they were the same, they were basically saying, yep, we should, we should discriminate against LBGTQ youth. Yep, that's absolutely right. right. The issue had more to do with the fact that they did not want to leave themselves open for lawsuits, right? Had nothing to do with whether or not they were going to respect LGBTQ um, rights. They were not. Same with the advocacy bill, if you remember before, they were kind of banning advocacy, Right, which really was about targeting LGBTQ safe spaces or even acknowledgments of their existence, right? So now suddenly people had to pull down pride flags, right? They had to pull down any kind of thing. There was, you know, um, teachers were now concerned, well, oh, should I, should I pull this down? Should I pull this down? And we saw similar actions that happened over in Central Bucks, right? Where a teacher was asked to pull down a quote from LEV Cell because it was an advocacy, right? I mean, this is like unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. So anyways, that's that's what's kind of going on. Like that was what was going on in this past the Penridge. And, uh, you know, as I said this on the show on Friday, but what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to, uh, you know, after the school board meetings, you know, um, or sometimes during, um, going back and kind of recording clips of what's happening on the, or, or pulling clips, I should say. They're, they're already, it's already broadcast, it's already recorded but pulling clips from those school board meetings um, to make them a little bit more kind of accessible for everybody, right? Because like sitting through a three and a half hour school board meeting is enough to put most people to kind of sleep, right? Or kind of like, you know, send them into kind of like a fit of frenzy because it's like so like whatever. Um, that's not most people's cup of tea, right? Most people got other things going on and can't do that. So I thought that this would be um, a great thing. Yes, Jenny, uh, Jenny says, Independence Law Center had an influence on the rewriting of the policies in Penridge and had direct communication with Cullum, 100%. Right? The Independence Law Center, of course, right, is this kind of um, Christian nationalist um, law firm right, that um, has been kind of integral in um, providing free legal advice. Right? That is kind of their MO, right? providing this free legal advice right, as a way of teaching school boards how to rewrite their policies, right? And which target uh, policies to target, right? In the case of, uh, and Jenny has written about this, just Jenny Stevens, Jen Jenny has written about this, right? Where in the Penridge School District, right? They basically said, okay, Joan Cullen sent off, uh, you know, stuff to the Independence Law Center and said, hey, well, here's the policies coming up. What you got, <laughs> right? Can you review all these policies, right? And of course, this is not going to cost a district at all because you've got a billionaire-backed right-wing law firm, right? So they're like, oh, yes, we can take a look at them. And of course, it comes back 
with they didn't even respond to most of the most of the policies that Joan Carlin had sent to them. Um, but the ones that they did respond to um, were like, say, hey, we're going to go after the bathroom policy. We're going to go after the anti-trans stuff. You know, that's what we want. Right. We want to go after the book ban. You know, that's that's what we want. Here's the policies you're going to do. So basically you're saying, hey, we're here to consult. We're here to help. Right. But really, they've got their own agenda. Right. Again, they they're looking at this through the lens of Christian nationalism. Right. They're looking through this kind of, you know, white supremacy and kind of like, you know, uh, American exceptionalism. And that's what they're going to push in their curriculum. Right. The Independence Law Center. And again, there's been reporting on this. Jenny Stevens has reported upon this. We've seen Emily Rizzo has reported on this. We've seen Cyril Michaleka has reported on this. We've had Alyssa Bowen from True North Research on this show multiple times. Um, talking about the dark money and the deep pockets that are funding these um, kind of national organizations, right? And how they function and how they work, right? Uh, again, which is one of the primary reasons for a show like this is that to help try to build out the context to see what's actually going on. Right. So what I'm, and I hope this is going to come through. So um, one of the things that I wanted to um play today as a, as a little bit of a sound clip is something that happens at the very end of the meeting. Um, now I know that, uh, I know that some people have already, well, I know not just some, I know there's over like 500 people have checked this out. Already. So, or, or, or I shouldn't say if I was about 300 people or so have, um, have checked this out so far. Um, but this is, here, let me pull it up and make sure it got the sound up. This is some of the comments. Okay. It is going to, I'm pretty sure it's going to show. Um, come through. Hope, hope I'm not going to blast your ears out of here. That's the that's the issue. All right. So this is um, at the end of it, and it's a little. I'll probably stop this a couple times um, just for kind of commentary. But what you're hearing is at the very end of this um, of the last Penridge School Board meeting. Um, Jordan Blomgren, again, one of the kind of the, you know the, the triumvirate extremists extremists who run the show there. Um, she kind of wants to respond to some of the public comment that um, was critical of the Vermilion education and even some of the stuff that was critical of the bathroom bills um, that they passed. And um, she wants to say that um, uh, she wants to kind of basically say, like, too bad, right? I mean, this, I don't know why people are all upset about this. This is what we got elected here to do, right? Um, Emily just said in a similar thing happened in Colorado with a school district adopting the American birthright history curriculum. Yeah, we were talking about that on, on, on Friday. I mean, that was kind of one of the main, main things that we discussed on the, uh, um, on the Friday show. And yes, Emily, you're right that teachers left that district in spite of an 8% pay increase. Yep, 100%. And one of the things that I talked about on the show on Friday was um, that you know, one of the, one of the, uh, the board members that um, was elected in that Colorado school district who um, basically within, you know, 18 months kind of turned that school district on its head, bringing in this extremist politics, putting in this American birthright curriculum, which is basically the stuff we see the Hillsdale, uh, Hillsdale College stuff, uh, what Vermilion Education is bringing into Penridge, the same, the same principles, same, same line of thinking. Um, one of the things that, 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 they do that they said in that article, right? Um, um, they were able to, through a kind of right to know request, you're able to get some of the emails from these people. 
Um, and one of the board members basically said, yeah, look, <clears throat> we're going to, this is what we were, we're going to say, this is what we're elected to do. And we were going to quote unquote flood the zone, right? That this was a tactic from Steve Bannon. And it was a tactic that they said, yep, this is what Trump did really well. You basically flood the zone. You throw so much stuff at people, right? That they can't keep up and everyone is always put on their heels, right? Um, this is the same kind of stuff. And well, one of the things I said on Friday, which is which is about this clip, really, um, from Jordan Blomgren, um, is this argument that is going that it, we're going to hear it again and again and again, is that like oops, sorry, like that basically you get what you pay for, <laughs> right? Is that everyone who is uh, upset about what the school district is doing is basically barking up the wrong tree because they're doing um, the work that they were tasked to do. And it's, you know, it's up to, so I'll stop it here. I'll just play a bit and then we'll, we'll talk about it. This, so this is, you'll hear Jordan Blomgren coming in. I hope this sounds going to be good enough. I just want to speak briefly just to some of the comments tonight um, with people saying that we are abusing power. Um, public schools are public schools because they're controlled by the constituents, uh, which the majority of the community voted us in. Um, I don't believe that we are abusing power. I believe that we are doing exactly what we promised the community that we would be doing. Uh, okay. So then you hear, there's, there's the argument, right? This is the argument that we're going to hear. We're going to hear this again and again. And you hear like, there's like, I think like three or four people in the back that are clapping, right? Everyone else is really pissed. Here's the thing. So Jordan Blomgren makes the argument that, the majority of the community voted them and tasked them to do. Now, here's the truth of the matter, right? This is what this, this obscures, is that the, the number of people that show up to a, a municipal year election, right? Some people call them off-year election, but municipal year election, right? Which is like the odd number of years, right? This is 2023. That's why there's an election in municipal stuff. So when school boards are elected, generally speaking, right? I just give you an idea. So the turnout for last Tuesday's primary, right? Now again, it's a primary, right? It's a primary and a municipal year election, but it was around 25%. Right? 25% of the eligible voters. And we know that of people who are eligible to register to vote, there's not even close to the kind of the vast majority. We're nowhere near 100% voter registration. I could probably pull those numbers if I if I could find them. Somebody out there knows them, kind of drop them. Let me know what the total number of, what the percentage of registered voter, people who are able to register to vote and who are actual registered, right? So you have 25% of the eligible voters, of the people who are actually registered to vote, 25% showed up to vote in the primary. That is not that different than who normally shows up in the general election in a municipal elections. We might get 30%, maybe 40%. So it is true what Jordan Blomgren says is that the majority of people who showed up to vote in 2021 voted for her and the other extremists on the board. But to make the leap and say 
that the majority of the community wants us to be doing what we're doing is not accurate. She's standing behind her being elected to say that she represents the majority of the community. It's just not true. Now, the problem is, of course, is that it's, she was elected legally, right? I mean, let's put it this way. By the rules of the game, she is elected to do these things because that's the way the election works. And if the majority of the community, my contention is, if the majority of the community does not support this kind of extremism, then the majority of the community has to get out and vote. It's that simple. If the majority of the community stays silent, then people like Jordan Blomgren, Ricky Chaikin, Megan Bannis-Clemens, Joan Cullen are going to run roughshod over the rest of us. This is, this is the way, you know, again, and I hate to keep on coming back to this, but we had Patricia Roberts Miller on the show earlier this, early this spring. And she wrote that book, Demagoguery and Democracy. Right. And one of the things that she says in that book was that this is always the vulnerability of a democracy. The biggest challenge to a democracy is demagoguery, right? Coupled with apathy, coupled with disengagement. When you have a culture that has given up on its, on its democracy, right? No longer sees a connection with civic participation as something that is, you know, part of what they do. It leaves open the opportunity for these kind of opportunists, these extremists, these demagogues to force this, in this case, Christian nationalism down our throats. They are not doing it illegally. They are not manipulating the vote, but they are taking advantage of our lack of engagement in our civic life. And I'm not here to tell people listening to the show, bubble, you're not doing enough of blah, 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 blah. I'm the last person that's gonna do that. But it points to what the problem is, right? This is the, I mean, one of the reasons, you know, I mean, God, you've got these, you know, parent community organizations that are, you know, in Penridge School District and Central Buck School District and in Southern Area School District and Kutztown School District and Palisade School District, right, on, in Council Rock and Quakertown, right, um, in Lehigh Valley. Right? You've, got, you've got these groups that are kind of organizing and kind of doing that, right, but we're playing catch up. And this, of course, is not something that is, that is specific to Pennsylvania, specific to Bucks County. This is kind of nationwide. You know, some of the things that we focus on in the show when we haven't been so focused on the school board stuff, right? If you look over the past several years, is that, you know, the guests that we've brought on and so on are, are, have been an attempt, right, are trying to kind of account for and explain and talk about the ways in which 
disengagement is being fostered by these billionaires, right? Whether it's voter suppression, whether it's gerrymandering, right? Whether it's kind of like providing like bottomless pockets to right-wing organizations, whether it's funding climate denial, mass deception, disengagement. I mean, all this stuff is part of what we're contending with, right? When we're seeing it in our backyards right now. So anyways, so that's Jordan Blomgren's claim. I'll go back a little bit. Um, the claim is that, look, you put us here. I don't know what everyone's complaining about. This is what we were elected to do. We are doing exactly what we promised the community that we would be doing. Uh, I, I want to remind, too, that there was a lot of talk about uh, the teachers and their expertise. Oh, sorry. I wanted to mention, because PEA is here tonight, um, that there is no surprise that there's a lot of them against us. When we did run, the PEA donated money to the slate of candidates to their campaign who ran against us. And like I said before, we are doing exactly what we promised the community, the majority of the community who voted us in that we would do. All right. Here's the next point. The next point he's saying, because there's a teacher's contract here, right? We haven't even talked enough about that. I wish, frankly, I wish I could get, I wish there was an easy way to get somebody from the, um, from the PEA to come and talk on this show. I would love to have somebody from the teacher's union to come on and talk on the show. I'm going to do another round of reach out to them. I'm usually when I reach out to folks, what I'd like, love to have somebody. I'll get a thank you. Yep. We'll keep it in mind if you, you need any help uh, or yeah, if there's if that opportunity comes up, that kind of stuff. Right. But I mean, I would love to hear the voice of kind of union leadership about what's going on right now. We had the second part of the Penridge School Board meeting um, when you had public comment was all about the teachers and talking about their contract. The contract is being held up. The contract expires at the end of June. Megan Bennis Clemens in the same uh, meeting says that, yep, basically spills the beans on all this. Yep, basically we offer the teachers a 2% raise, right? We offer the teachers a 2% raise. And that's what we're going to do. Plus an increase in their health care, increase in their cost of their health care. But the teachers spoke one after the other, just as the community members spoke one after the other, is that the Penridge teachers are paid 30% less than teachers in the surrounding districts. Right? And they're under assault from this extremist school board. And they've been doing a bang-up job despite all of that. I'll attest to that. My kids' teachers, I I'm just in awe. The vast majority of them are just amazing. And how those teachers I, I, I kind of can stay focused in the midst of all this is really uh, amazing. But what Jordan Blomgren just did there, and I don't know if people caught this or people paid enough attention to this, but what Jordan Blomgren just basically did is just threaten the teachers. She basically said to them, you get what you're, this is our retribution on you. Oh, you want a good contract? Well, the teachers union gave money to people who ran against us. 
So she's basically telling them, this is what you get. This is what you get if you don't get on board the extremist bandwagon. We're going to come back for you. I mean, I grew up in Utica, New York, right? Utica, New York has got a long history of mob, right? It's been a mob town. It's an open secret. Nobody needs to kind of like pretend, right? Everybody knew this. And this kind of dynamic is a mob dynamic. What do you, what would you expect? You disrespect me? We're going to come after you, right? That's what she's saying. Except she's got the freaking cross in her other hand. All right, more. Um, I just want to remind a few things about the Vermilion. I'll speak to that. Um, we have brought in consultants, Jacobs and Calic, to train teachers to actually write curriculum. So to say that that's not happened before is just was not that true. By the board or the Process. administration? By the administration. Administration. That's fine. It's not out of our. Okay. So here you go again. This is where you get this kind of, I mean, I don't even know, I don't know if she's consciously lying, consciously being dis, kind of deceptive, or if this is just kind of so, this is just the way that she is, right? And, and there goes with the rest of them. They do this all the time. It's not like we haven't brought consultants. Vermillion's a consultant that we're bringing in, but it's not like there hasn't been other consultants. Like the image, you know, the, the, here's this other consultant, and they named the other one. Again, they've been they've been hammering this. They've been going after the consultants that were brought in to consult with DEI stuff, diversity, equity, and inclusion stuff, which they again the board under Joan Cullen's leadership, they destroyed that too. But they brought in these consultants, right? The key point, the voice you hear, right? You hear Jordan Blomgren said it's not as if we haven't brought in consultants before. Ron Wirtz jumps in. He said, "Wait a minute." Was that brought in by the board or by the administration? And Blomgren knows the answer to that question. She said, oh, the administration. But that's not without our purview. Well, that's still within our purview as the board to do it. But, but what she's doing, she's saying, look, this has been done before. This is normal. And what Rod Wirtz and some other people start talking about is like, no, this is not normal. This is not the way this proceeds. The administration in the past has brought in consultants to work with teachers to reform the curriculum or to bring in community input. It is different than for a school board that is ideologically driven to hire consultants on their own and then force it onto the district. Now, in this case, you've got Dr. Bolton, who's the superintendent, who's sitting right there. So who the hell knows? He's probably in on the dig too. You know, I mean, this is this is where it is. So this is like real key. So she's done two. She's done a few things so far already in this like short. It's only a minute and thirty into her remarks. One, number one, right? First thing she does is she kind of is deceptive about representing the majority of the community. Right, she uses the slippage between like how many the majority of people who actually voted in the election and then say that is the majority of the community. And then people, well, you know, you throw your hands up. Well, it's true, you know, I guess the majority voted for almost the majority must want that. And he even gets the gets 
people in the community thinking that if they are against this extremism, oh, maybe they are in the minority. There is a way that that kind of language pervades and kind of infects our mindsets of how we perceive each other. You have these extremists who are carrying out a very, like a very unpopular agenda, Christian nationalist agenda. And they're using the mantle of the majority to say like, hey, what do you want? What we do with that in the community is important. Right. And I always think about this example, right? Is that, you know, I, I had heard ever since I moved to the area, this conservative area, conservative area, there's no, there's no Democrats around, blah, 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 blah. There's no independence. And there's definitely nobody on the left, blah, 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 right? And you looked around and you saw yard signs, right? The yard signs were all Republican. It'd be rare that you found like someone supporting a Democratic candidate when I first moved here, right? And so I've got people telling me this is a really conservative area, right? There's not, there's not very many Democrats around, right? And then I look around, what do I see? I see evidence that supports that belief. I don't see a lot of things. And I remember at the time when I first moved here, trying to reach out to the Penridge Democrats and be like, oh, well, What's going on? What's organizing and things like that? Nothing. There was like one or two people <laughs> who would do some stuff for the elections, but that was it. It was not an active chapter. It wasn't like you could go things. That's changed now. Right? But then Trump got elected. A lot of people woke up. Obviously, what the hell is going on? And the next election came, right? Guess what? People started organizing. After these school board elections, people started organizing. And suddenly, you start finding out, oh, look. Look at these signs. They're not all Republicans. Wait a minute. As a matter of fact, when you go canvassing, right? If you go canvassing, you get a list of uh, kind of like registered Democrats in your area, for example. I was stunned. I'm looking at kind of like, like registered Democrats in your area, and I'm like, it's like half my development are Democrats. I never would have known. And then signs start going up, right? I mean, when I first came here, I was like the person put out the Obama sign, right? That got destroyed three times. I had to replace it three times. That confirmed to me that idea. You moved to conservative area, right? But that, then other people, and I talked to other people, so, oh, I didn't realize, and they're like, yeah, I didn't realize either. And people are fighting each other, right? That is like the key. You have the, you know, people who stepped up, you know, stepped from, were not interested in kind of like organized partisan politics at all, right? And, and basically stepped up and said, yep, I'm going to try to help get something going. And now there's an like active work going on in the kind of like the Penridge Democrats, Right? There's organizations being built right? for several election cycles now right? to kind of, kind of find new school board candidates, to kind of get people mobilized, to have them show up to meetings. Right? That is awesome. Right? But what Jordan Blomgren does there 
is she basically, that first thing that she did is she attempts to basically reinstate this narrative that the majority of people want the Christian nationalist agenda. And it's just not accurate. The second thing she does, again, just to review, is she threatens the teachers. She basically says, hey, what do you want? The teachers union donated against us. So guess what? We're coming after your contract. You expect anything good? From no, because we're going to pay you back now. Right? And then the third thing she does is she claims that what we're doing is normal. The board has always done this and it's not true. And she knows it because she's able to answer Ron Wirtz's question. She says, the board has done this before. Right? And then we've hired consultants before. So whoa, 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 who's the we? Ron Ward says, wait, who did? The administration or the board? Oh, and she's like, I don't know. Here, listen to it again. Listen to it. Here, we'll take it back a little bit and then we'll go on. That's fine. It's not out of our purview to not suggest that. Why are you speaking? I'm speaking. Why are you speaking? I didn't interrupt you when you were speaking. Here, I'm going to go back. Suggest that. That's fine. It's not out of our purview to not suggest that. Why are you speaking? I'm speaking. Why are you speaking? I didn't interrupt you when you were speaking. You won't. I was. I gave direct eye contact. I was actively listening, actually. She shakes her head. So, Wags um, her head. Uh, also, I want to mention that in August, when we approved a very similar contract for another consultant, that that uh, contract was uh, put on the board agenda before the board, not at the finance committee meeting, but again, that's not something that gets brought up because that wasn't looked into at the time. Just by this specific one. But again, right. by the administration. I would ask to do the, so. I'd ask the members of the audience to, to please remain silent. Here's the lawyer. It's been a time for public comment, uh, and that time has concluded. So please uh, remain respectful and um, we give the board a time to speak. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm not lying. So again, I'll just end with again, we were elected. And we are doing what we promised the community that we would do. So thank you to the community. Who I, I would uh, add that, unfortunately, I did run with them. And, uh, right, except I, Ron. I, excuse me. Um, Ron does not fulfill his promises. That's yes. sure. My promises were parents over politicians. And I am standing behind that. They are not, they are following Great. the politicians. They are not Flip listening to the parents. Oh, here comes the interrupter again. No, I'm not. You interrupted me. You interrupted I'm me. Still True to what we were going to expand civics. What? No, we took credits what? away. So there are many things. I'll take a look at the slogan. I can send it to I you. Can, I'll, send, I'll send it to you. I'll bring it. Can I see meeting? We'll make it transparent. Put it up there. Go point by point. Where you're, you have it. You have it. And we were the suckers to run with you. Ooh. Oh, this is an honor. Yeah, there you go. And then that's the perfect place to close it, right? She says, We were the suckers to run with you. Right? This is how she closes out. This is like, she, and he says, oh, what an honorable person, right? The point he's making, he's trying to basically distance himself from rescues. Yeah, I ran with you. We ran over parents, over politicians. But what you guys are doing exactly the opposite. You're following the politicians, not the parents. We said that we were going to introduce more civics, right? That's what Ron Wirtz said. We said we we're going to introduce more civics. And what do you do? You're cutting, you're cutting the social studies curriculum, which is civics, right? So again, this is it. But look, this, this is the way, this is the way it is. This is the way that this is the way this politics work. The people who show up to vote, the people who show up, people who organize, I mean, they're the ones who get elected and then they dictate to the rest of us what goes on.
the fact is, is that, you know, the, 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 the conservative right, in particular, the kind of like this Christian nationalist conservative right, the emergent kind of extremist kind of current in the um, Republican Party, which is, you know, for all practical purposes, owns the Republican Party right now. These people have had been organizing like this for quite some time. They are skilled. You know, I was looking at this, uh, uh, you probably know Andy Meehan's uh, organization called Right for Bucks, right? And uh, we had uh, Amy Connect, who's on the show every once in a while. She'll, she'll come on and uh, we'll talk about So She actually uh, kind of went to one of these meetings, right? He has these open meetings, uh, online meetings, right? Uh, some of them are in person, but you got online meetings where you can join. Um, she wanted to find out what they were about and what they did there and found out that instead of it being like a bunch of kind of like people just spouting conspiracy theories, there were that, there was that. But the bulk of the meeting is really focused on training people how to run for office, how to target particular elected officials, right? Which offices to go at, look for seats that nobody is running in and begin, and again, right for bucks, their purpose is to kind of like overturn the uh, the leadership of the Bucks County Republican Party, right? They're as much at war with the Bucks County Republican Party leadership as they are with the, with the Democrats. For the Democrats, they think that, you know, Democrats are all terrorists, right? But that gives you a sense of what's, of what's going on there, right? They've been trained, they've been training, and they have lots of money behind it, right? Because look, if you're an individual, you look up what Paul Martino has done in, in Bucks County, Right, your guy who's got multi, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, or whatever, just sitting around, right? And you've got kind of like a, you know, you've got kind of whatever, like a, a bug up your butt about some particular issue. You can basically fund a movement, right? Or really, what you can do is you basically take your money and you have your message shout down everybody else's message, and then any organization that wants that that wants to say what you're going to say, you're going to give them tons of money to say that same thing over and over again. That's what he did. Look what Jeffrey Yass is doing. Richest person in Pennsylvania. I'm sure that still bugs Paul Martino that he's not the richest person and he'll never be the richest person. Can't even file correct permits for his new restaurant bankroll down in Philly. But that's what they do, right? They've got the money and not the people. But they've got enough money that they can fund enough people, right, to dominate the structure, to dominate the machine because they understand the machine, right? There's a reason, right? This goes way back to the 1970s, right? Paul Weyrich, founder of the Heritage Foundation, right? There's that famous... Well, let me see if I can pull this up right now real quick. I mean, Paul Weyrich basically came out and basically said it, you know, ages ago. Republicans, right, and the right-wing Republicans in particular do not win when a lot of people come out to vote, right? And this whole idea, let me see. Here we go. I'm sure this is probably one of the Let's see if it'll... Nah, it's going to make me do it. Never, I'll, I'll do it another time. But Paul Weyrich, this is a speech that he gave, right? Um, and let me see if I get the date for you at least. This was... What? It was the 80s, right? 
um, the 70s or 80s. And he basically came out and he said, look, we don't want people to come out and vote. Right? And matter of fact, there's an inverse relationship between us winning the religious right, the right wing, the extremists, and the number of people that vote. The more people that come out to vote, the less our chances are to winning. So our goal is to reduce the number of people who vote. Yes, I believe in the Powell memo. Exactly. Paul Weyrich understood that at the point. If you can kind of, that he knew that the right wing, the extremists were in the minority in this country, increasingly so. And he knew that their policies were unpopular, right? But he understood that the machine works in such a way that if you can reduce the number of people that vote, whether that's through direct voter suppression, whether that's through gerrymandering, or whether that's just kind of getting people disaffected from civics, right? To make them hate the government, to make them throw up their hands and say, both sides are the same, right? There's nothing we could do. These politicians all suck. Every single politician suck. If you get people apathetic or not caring or disenfranchised or despairing, they don't turn out to vote too as well. And that will allow for a minority of people in order to take over, whether it's a municipal government or whether it's a kind of national government. And that's what that's what the goal is. Right? It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, Janet comes in. Yes, this is great. Great question, Janet. Um, so what are the plans for deploying level field funds, small dollars, uh, but best impact and plans for future fundraising? So I can tell you this right now is that uh, what we have, uh, what we have, oh, I forget the last number, um, <clears throat> back and forth to the folks at Level Field. And the idea at this point is to look at which organizations are going to be best served by giving that money to, right? So basically what I, I'll tell you what I'm doing at this point, right? Um, at this point right now, starting to reach out to some of the local organizations, both in the Penridge School District and the Central Buck School District, and basically saying and finding out if are these organizations that um, that the raging chicken pack basically right that that we're allowed to donate to right so there's all these kind of basically statewide rules that go into that and really the money is going to go into assisting the school board candidates um, in the fall um, I you know at this point I I I'm assuming that we are not going to get like crazy amounts of money that are going to come in. So that what that probably means is we're going to limit that to a kind of a couple, a couple school districts. Um, I mentioned this on the show last week, but um, on our um, on Patreon, um, I'm going to kind of set up some things uh, like a Patreon discussion with patrons um, where um, I welcome anybody who's, you know, who's uh, say a patron for the show um, to join into that conversation and to talk a little bit about um ideas that people have and thoughts that people have. The, the other thing that I, the second thing that's kind of related to this is that for the long-term stretch is the important thing is going to be, I think is to set up a um, kind of like, uh, like an advisory board, right? Um, and so folks that are invested in kind of thinking about answering exactly the kind of questions that you have, what's the most, uh, most effective and most impactful way to deploy funds 
Um, I don't want that to be simply just my decision. Um, I think that the more minds that we get um, kind of associated with like-minded people that are looking for ways to be kind of impactful, um, the better. Um, so that I hope to have, you know, so there's th those two things I think are going on. Next, next week, probably, I'm, I'm thinking I can get this together for next week. Um, next week, um, at, at the earliest, right? Um, but that's what would be a kind of an ideal time, I think. Next week or the end of next week, um, to send stuff out to patrons of the show. Um, I might put out some additional invitations to so for some people who've expressed some interest um, to have a kind of open discussion, right? Uh, we'll find a kind of a, a Zoom time where if people can join, you want to kind of come in, it'll be, it will not be the kind of thing that will be aired. Um, we're not going to kind of live broadcast it. It'll be just for kind of for us talking about stuff. Um, and then we um, should generate some ideas, right? Um, and then, like I said, I'm going to reach out. I've got a couple of organizations that I'm trying to find out if they're able to, um, if we are able to donate directly to them. Okay. Um, the money that is raised in this kind of pack, right, is meant to go towards candidates, right? Um, is meant to go to help people get elected, right? Um, and, but there are, you know, these kind of legal restrictions that we need to make sure. So that's, uh, I just had that conversation, started that conversation like a couple of weeks ago with the folks at Level Field 2 as well. Um, and they were saying, okay, let's well nail down some organizations. So that's kind of where things are at at this point. Um, my guess for future fundraising, um, I, as you know, I've been talking about that on the show. I've been talking about Level Field on the show. Um, but I, I'll be honest with you, I've been somewhat hesitant to go too hard on the fundraising quite yet. Um, in part because, again, full transparency, this is due to me, and I want to make sure that there's things are above board and that we're doing it the right way, um, and that if we are able to kind of start raising some decent amount of money, um, that we're going to be able to use it in the most effective way. And I think that that means, okay, where do we want to locate it, and who are some of the other people that are willing to be part of that conversation to make sure that... Um, that it's not just me making decisions by myself, right? I mean, that's that I think is, is kind of really critical. Um, I find that's important simply because, um, well, number one, there's uh, people in the community who are doing a heck of a lot more organizing than I am, right? Uh, I mean, I've had this show, right? I'm kind of connected to people through kind of social media and things like this, but there's people on the ground that understand what the needs are a heck of a lot better than I do, and I want to make sure that it's there. And, you know, frankly, there's also that... Um, that grounds of accountability, right? We want to make sure that there's other people that are involved in the process to make sure that, you know, that we know that the money's going where it should go. Um, that's, that's what it is. So I hope that begins to answer your question. Um, and uh, we'll have some, you know, again, I'll update folks throughout the summers here, but I, this, this is really the, um, you know, go time. So um, my hope biggest question I have at this point is like, when is going to be the best time to deploy most of that, um, most of the resources that we have? My guess would be um, a bit later on in the summer as we get closer to the election, right? The last thing you want to do is to spend a bunch of money um, and then it just goes off into the ether as people are on vacation and so on. I mean, again, campaigns that I've worked on in the past, or, I mean, this is kind of what I'm drawing from, you know, campaigns that I've worked on in the past. And when you're looking at kind of election cycles, um, is that you know that there's uh, kind of, say, go time. So, like, right now, the summer, 
right? If, if say, for example, we were to kind of invest in some uh, the organizations over the summer, that money is going to go directly, my guess would be directly into capacity building and into door knocking, right? Because you'd want to actually have support those people that are to go out and kind of get things out. Maybe it goes into something like yard signs, right? Um, at this point, we start kind of, again, building that, uh, we'll say, say more of a passive infrastructure, right? People are seeing that other people are motivated um, by these candidates, um, say in the Penridge School District or in the Sutter Buck School District or kind of maybe even some other ones for that matter. Um, when you get a little bit later on in the election, right, when you get kind of more towards uh, the fall, right, then we might be talking more about social media campaigns, right, um, that, or maybe, again, this is my thought, there's a, there's kind of a messaging campaign that can be important, about how to make sure that you're kind of getting messages out to the right people. Um, that's going to depend a lot about, um, you know, what we're able to do, um, what we're going to do, if there are things that we can do in-house, right, in other words, with a group of people deciding, okay, we're going to do this on our own, right, we're going to basically release the messaging on our own, we're not, it, we can't, we cannot coordinate with any campaign, right? But we certainly are going to basically say we have we have an issue here. We have an issue, and we have an agenda um, to basically get you know to get the extremism out of these out of our schools. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. Um, <clears throat> I, I hope that begins to answer your question, Janice, because that's um, I think it's a good one. Um, okay, if there are any other questions, people, please please throw them in. Um, the, the one other thing that I wanted to, uh, I'll kind of throw on the table for today. Let's see. It's not this one. Uh, go back here. So the one other thing that just came out, and this again, this goes right to the thanks to, uh, Jenny Stevens. Uh, who's been just doing great reporting here. This is something to, um, to check out. Now, we don't have a new, another board meeting in the Penridge School District until June, <clears throat> right? And um, one of the things that has emerged, this is Jenny just published this a couple days ago. It's called Penridge School District to Eliminate Four Curriculum Supervisory Positions. Um, I'll just read a couple of the opening kind of paragraphs here so you get a sense of what's happening. So it says the Penridge School Board majority intends to eliminate four subject supervisors who oversee K through 12 reading, English, language, along with K through 12 mathematics, K through 12 science, K through 12 social studies. This is according to information provided to the Beacon from credible sources and multiple social media platforms. Removal of these administrative roles will require a vote by the school board and may come uh, may appear as an agenda item as early as June. It's June 7th, I believe, is the meeting. And there is speculation that the supervisory reorganization may be tied in part to the district's recent decision to engage Vermilion Education, LLC, who was trained to rewrite the district's curriculum in April, as we've discussed already on the show today. Laura Foster, a parent and taxpayer in the district, said teachers at the school have confirmed the removal of the four supervisors. Quote, it's devastating to the teachers that I've spoken to who have trust who have trusted and relied upon these curriculum supervisors to inform their teaching practices, to listen to them and to take their feedback about what's working and what's not working in the school. To lose them as a resource is a detriment to the school and it's a detriment to my children's education, she said. Foster also believes that the removal of the supervisors is due to the hiring of Vermillion. Quote, 
see these positions being eliminated in favor of Vermillion, their lack of experience and their clear right political agenda is devastating, she added. Right. So this is what we've got next, right? So, I mean, again, I think Laura Foster is right on, right? I mean, uh, you just see this, this move, Vermillion education gets eliminated, and then suddenly, oh, these other curricular supervisors who have been working with teachers who have built up this trust over a long period of time are just going to be stripped away. So who will be the resources? Vermillion Education and maybe the Independence Law Center, right? And that's what we've got. It's crazy stuff, everybody. It's crazy stuff. It's crazy stuff. So, yeah. So there we have it. Um, anybody got anything else for the day? Um, I'm looking for – I got a couple things on the uh, – Again, more irons in the fire where it comes to guests that are coming up here. Um, I don't want to kind of completely monopolize or completely go in on the school district every single week um, as we have. And it's, you know, I think last week when we talked to, um, I was really loved talking to uh, um, uh, Christina Marusic, right, about her book, uh, New War on Cancer. If you have not checked out that show, um, please do. Or, um, uh, you know, we've, it's just been, it's been, a, you know, a pretty good run. You know, if you haven't checked out our show with Catherine Joyce, for example, investigative reporter, or executive, sorry, executive, investigative editor within these times, uh, we had a great discussion with her um, about Moms for Liberty and some of the background that's there. Also absolutely critical, also important. Um, so do check it out. Um, and we've got some kind of cool stuff coming up. So um, please look forward to it. So anyways, if there's nothing else for the good of the order, everybody, I'm going to uh, wish you a good day. Um, and I'll let you know what's coming up on Out to Coop Live. Um, for those folks who are uh, patrons of the show, look out for stuff in your inbox about a time where we can schedule a Zoom meeting. Um, I might ask you to, uh, you know, talk about your availability, about when would be a good time to do it um, so that, you know, uh, we get as much participation as we can and have ideas that we can. Um, I, I promise I will, I, I will do my best at least not to, you know, take too much of your time. Um, but like to get some ideas. Um, and part of what, what I'm looking for, would be ideas about, again, basically what, what Janet just said there, uh, what, what are some of the best ways of deploying, uh, the funds that we've raised, um, for the fall elections and like along with that. Um, who would be good to have on an advisory committee, right? To make sure that um, that we have some more collaborative discussion about how to use these funds. And then frankly, that next step is then, yes, how do you use them? But then how do we go about fundraising to kind of be even more impactful? Um, like I've been, like I said, I've been a little bit hesitant about pushing too hard on the fundraising before we've actually gone through a process and we're sure that we've kind of like dotted our I's and crossed our T's. Right. There we have it. Anyways, everybody, uh, I appreciate your time. Appreciate you hanging out. Um, appreciate the questions and the thoughts. Um, but this is going to do it for me today. Um, and we'll look for more. And, and I, I, I hope that you'll tune in to uh, the signal. Um, it'll be out on Wednesday. It's just gonna be a good show that we're recording later on today. Um, I'll lead up to uh, Cyril and the folks at the Bucks County Beacon to check it out. Um, hey, Linda, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Um, I'm glad to have you aboard. Um, love all the kind of input and thoughts. It'd be fantastic. Um, also look forward and know that the next 
time around. Uh, we may be bringing someone new aboard um, for the summer, which I'll, I'll once uh, once I know that for sure, I'll let you know. Um, and maybe that's going to help with uh, expanding some of the school board coverage that we've been able to do uh, in particular to try to maybe pull some clips from um, some of the surrounding school boards outside of the Penridge in addition to what we're doing for Penridge. Um, but the more that we can help contribute, um, got great feedback from people in the community saying that this has been really great to be able to pull out clips and hear just clips that I had watched the whole school board meetings. We want to continue to do that and hopefully we'll be able to kind of deepen that um, as we go forward. So everybody, I want to remind you, you can help support this show by heading on over to patreon.com slash RC press and you can become a patron for as little as five bucks a month. This is Kevin Mahoney, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. And we'll be back on Friday for our Friday politics roundup. And uh, look for us on Patreon and look for us on social media. Until then, have an awesome week. Uh, almost the end of the school year. I know it's a crazy time, but here we are. All right, everybody, take it easy. See ya! Let me try my people calm.